where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling. A.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, the goof. Ha-Raja! Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, 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 wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Hey, coming at you like my mother-in-law. <laughs> the girl, she's mine. And... Holy motherfucking shit. Damn. Shefan. I have been here for 12 years. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. With all of our spicy, spicy wrestling reactions. All right. It's like you're a little stupid, but you're actually really stupid. Okay, look, what is up? Welcome back to the pod. We are in it, baby. We are in it to win it. In studio, to my front, as always, Nasty Newman. How about it? How about it? And returning producer, back to take his mantle from a nosh, filling in Mr. Zig. What's up, turds? I'm back. Yeah, you do your own sound effects, bro? Yeah, I decided, you know, I've had some time off, so I figured I'd make up my own sound effects. You don't want me to give you one? Yeah, you actually hit me. I haven't heard one in a while. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll get you one. This is hot garbage. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry oh, about that. You. I'm sorry about that, Zig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's not nice. I'm not sorry. All right, here. I got, I got, I got some music for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, hey, everybody, welcome back to the pod. We're excited to have Zig back, and we're excited to get into it. Before we get into all the spicy wrestling action, you guys, I got a couple of announcements. All right. All right? Which is our Patreon. You know, we got a Patreon on this podcast, right? If you want to support the show, no, we are grassroots, okay? And we're growing, and it's showing, and we need your support. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast every single week, and you're appreciating what we do, you like that. When you sit down at the Heggy shop, right? You're like, well, man, this is boring. Serving Heggies and burning bread is, is, is boring. And you're like, I'll turn on this pod. And you're like, oh, I love this. This this helps me. Well, then help us out. Help us make the show better. Help us make, help us make more content. Help us make it longer. Uh, 
Go to uh, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Okay, now, as you know, we hit 100 patrons. Yes. Okay, that was our big push, the push to 100. I owe you guys an eight-hour, nine-to-five, baby. Working nine-to-five. I got to get that drop. Uh, The nine-to-five, eight-hour podcast episode. Uh, We will be recording that Mm -hmm. on Monday, December 10th. So check out the Facebook page, Comedians of Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. Just if you're not a under his eye, blessed be the fruit. Uh, talk, but you can talk about wrestling at four in the morning. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, you're missing out on the full four D cow. Not lifestyle, almost a lifestyle experience. What was uh, it? More than a podcast, less than a lifestyle. More than, way more than a podcast, but less than a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, but. Uh, uh, that we're we'll be recording that December tenth. Check out the Facebook page. We're gonna be posting a uh, bunch of um, you know uh, content, if you will, mm-hmm. pictures, videos. We're gonna be going on live on there throughout the day. Uh, so be be on there and enjoying that. But we need cash-ins from you guys, okay? So I set up a cash-in number separate from the normal cash-in line. That is three one six seven eight nine six. Zero zero six three one six seven eight nine six zero zero six. It's another three one six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I purposely chose <laughs> okay. that. I think it's Wichita. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Kansas? Yes. Uh, Kentucky? I don't know. Uh, but uh, you go on there and uh, leave us a voicemail that's for the nine to five episode. Okay, not about the current week in professional wrestling. Maybe you have questions for us as people. Okay, you have questions. Uh, 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 you have you, you have some questions about wrestling. Some deeper thoughts about professional wrestling. More of uh, your existential wrestling questions. Bring them in there. Also, you can leave us a voicemail about maybe uh, wrestlers that you uh, that you think are maybe how you feel about a specific wrestler. A wrestler that you think is overrated, underrated. A wrestler you never got. Just a thought you have about. Uh, 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 pro wrestling. Odds are, if you do a cash and we're gonna throw to it, we got a lot of time to fill. <laughs> okay, uh, Newman, how you feeling about the eight-hour app? You feel excited or what? Yeah, I. Uh, we're getting here at nine a.m. I think it's gonna be easier than we think it is. I think that's my my prediction yeah. is that. And listen, I said this. I said this is not gonna be a filler episode. No. This is not gonna be. Oh, we gotta fill eight hours of content. As a matter of fact, I sent out the schedule, and I got some shit back from you guys that were like, "Hey." You could do it. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to find ways to cheat it. No, and you're like, you're right. You're right. We're doing full eight hours talking about professional wrestling, and right. I think it's going to be easy. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to go nine. I think we might go nine hours. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on. I think accidentally we might we might be talking, and we're like, oh, shit, nine hours went by. I'll say this. And then we'll do another eight hours. We'll do the 17-hour Cal apps. Is this leading to an eventual 24-hour episode? Don't even speak it into existence. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I think, uh, I, I don't know how long we're going to go. I'll tell you this. The episode will be between zero and nine hours, and uh, but I will be here, I guarantee, for like 14 for some reason. You think, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what do you mean for some reason? Are you trying to say something? <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that <laughs> when we do our regular episodes, I'm here for over eight hours to begin with. <laughs> and you love it, baby. Yeah. You love it. I mean, what absolutely. I, what else am I going to do? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, remember, four patrons at the producer level, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you, I will be dropping my stand-up special on 
Christmas Day for wow. you as a little Christmas present that you'll be able to watch that. Uh, you know, when your your family, you got that weird uncle with all the bad political uh, opinions. Uh-huh. That dude, uh, you're gonna be like, you know what? I, I gotta go, and you find a hole, you find a, a niche, a nook, maybe that you know that that infamous room under the stairs that Harry Potter lives in, and uh, you kick him out of there, and you go in there, and you watch the, my stand-up special all about professional wrestling, which will be going public to uh, non-patrons, to everybody, in Q1 2019, Q1. quarter <laughs> one 2019. Um, cool. So, uh, uh, last piece of our announcements is that uh, if you want a cow hoodie... Hit me up, DM me on Facebook, message me, uh, and uh, we got more than half of them are sold out. So I promise you, these are a limited run. I have every size right now, but two sizes, I only have one of each. So, Mm. cool. Uh, If you want one, hit me up. Uh, Cool. All right, so that's uh, all the announcements. So anyway, I want to say one thing about this episode. So I'm headed to New York tomorrow morning. So we're recording this episode for the first time ever. We were recording an episode before SmackDown airs. Right. Okay, we watched Raw. We got a tons of shit. I mean, look, our episode last week during what was considered one of the worst weeks in, by all accounts of anyone I bumped into, one of the worst Raws ever. I mean, not no one was telling me how how bad. Everyone told me how bad it was, and we had a two and a half hour episode. Okay, well, well so times. we got we got tons to do, tons yeah. to say. But what I'll say is that if anything happens on SmackDown that is absolutely legendary, okay, I'll go live on the Facebook page and I'll talk about it. You know, by the way, I don't know why I overstated it to legendary. If something I think is cool, something gets my uh, my my juices flowing, I'll be I'll go live on the Facebook page and and uh, it will be covered and it will be addressed. Um, our bonus episode I'm going to be recording in get in New York because I have a guest coming in that I'm excited to talk to. So that's going to be coming out. The bonus episode this week will be a movie dissection episode of uh, our 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 first. It's our first. Uh, Christmas movie that we will be dissecting this holiday season, and it is called, it's starring Hulk Hogan, and it's called Santa with Muscles. Jesus Christ. It's a Hulk Hogan Christmas movie called Santa when with it, Muscles, which is was in theaters for two weeks and is known as one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. What uh, what year was it made? Don't know. You 90s. Got, you got to, like, uh, I don't know. Zick, can we look that up? Santa with Muscles, it's called. Uh, Make sure you type movie in. It's almost as good as the title, <laughs> Comedians of Wrestling. Yeah. Which, uh... 1996. 1996, wow. baby. Uh, in a post-Forrest Gump world. I'm saying it's way too late in the game for that movie to have been made, I think. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be watching that and dissecting it with a special guest. Uh, that'll be come out on... Thursday night, Friday uh, morning for patrons. Uh, cool. So there will be a bonus episode this week. Good. All right. Now, we are done with the uh, announcements, so let's get into uh, the ads, spicy. Get any ads. I've, let me know he had ads before I left. No, is it? Oh, is it, oh you're going through the... No, uh, yeah, that's... We don't read the... We had our sponsor on the show, you know, Adam Letterman, attorney at law, and he... But I'll say... We don't read the sponsor anymore. Oh. I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. Short it. We had kind of like a falling out or whatever. Did you lose our sponsor? <laughs> I mean, no. I purposely look. It was just, he a, stepped over the the sponsor stepped over the line. If I'm being frank, and we've decided 
to uh, seize the means of production and uh, not allow our corporate overlords to uh, dictate what we do. Yeah, and I mean say that's Newman's show. drastic view on it. To me, he was just being like an asshole, sending me like I'm... messages at all hours of the night, and he was mm. demanding stupid shit from me. And <clears throat> also, he. I didn't get into this really on the pod, but there was a payment thing also that I didn't get into, and uh, so whatever. But uh, well, the fu- it's funny because I have a, this voicemail from my lawyer that we can that we can listen to. I'm a, I'm a, can I play a voicemail from my lawyer? I think you should. Because yeah, I got I mean, Skyler he... asked, and he was going to give me his big Hollywood lawyer uh-huh. who didn't call me back uh-huh. or, e- or or answer my emails. Wow. And so I got my dad's uh, Long Island lawyer. Don? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told your, you his name. Yeah. I, your I told dad's you about lawyer, the guy? Don. Yeah. yeah. Don, Don, Don Rothschild. I'll play you the voicemail. Right. I probably shouldn't. This is from my phone. Uh, I mean, well, oh, let me just plug in my phone. On second thought, are you sure? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Everything's for the podcast. I do everything for this podcast, man. All right. I ride or die. I say shit about auditions. I shouldn't say anything. I mean, whatever. Fuck it. I'll N- play it. Yeah, NDAs be damned. I'll play it, but uh, it's not... All right, you'll see. It's not good news. All right. Hey, Dan, it's Dan, you are. Look, um, you got to stop this stuff with this Letterman guy. He's going to see. He's going to win. There's no... There's going to be no contest. Don't even... Don't. Just stop what you're doing right now. Okay? Uh, and see you later. That, that was wow. it. <laughs> that was was that it. call made under duress? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know, man. Because, like, he didn't. All right. He's doing my dad a favor. Uh huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don, uh, I need you to do my boy a favor. Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? That's my dad. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he's doing me a favor. Danny, but- Danny has found himself up. Poop Creek without a paddle. <laughs> There's litigation afoot. <laughs> litigation happening. <laughs> Lots to cover and uncover. Uh, but uh, yeah. But anyway, no. But seriously. So yeah. he says. Point is. So is he being serious? Yeah. So he says. Look, the truth is, we do have a contract. I am in breach of the contract. I should be playing it. I was hoping that he would drop it because this isn't like a substantial. Uh, amount of money here, but he's saying that the damages here, I could be whatever. So, I, point is, I'm going to New York tomorrow, uh-huh. and I've already reached out to Letterman, and hopefully, I'll be able to meet. Unfortunately, I got to meet up with him and figure out yeah wh- I think, what to do because I, I I don't I'm not I don't want to play the ads, but whatever. I'm not, and also, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that like sometimes in situations like this, it's best to like broker a deal between the parties privately and see if you can maybe come to. Some agreement. Yeah. You know? So that's what he said when I called him back, but uh, <laughs> whatever. He, uh, yeah, okay. Well, all right. For the new listeners, whatever. Sorry about this drama. It just having some legal issues with the podcast here. And like uh, like I said, we're grassroots. I'm here begging for change yeah. on Patreon. And we're so, 100%. I mean, if, I, if I have to do any legal fees, even like a filing fee is going to fuck this podcast <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully Letterman will come to his senses this, uh, uh, and... and I'll be able to meet up with them in New York. I'm only there for a small amount of time. Anyway, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyway, uh, let's all right. Let's just, let's play a cash in just to like right. smooth the air out here. Uh, but thanks for bringing that up, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up? It's John Silva from Minnesota. Just calling in to make amends to the Supreme Overlord uh, Dan Black by saying, "Cheers up." <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well. As you guys know, my new nickname Supreme Leader here because uh, I uh, because I like to do a pod- I like to run a tight ship here. Okay, 
apparently Newman and Anosh believe that I I have too many demands. And that you I, made me surrender my cell phone before we recorded today. You put it in a drawer that's locked next yeah. to you. Yeah, well, you, you're not allowed to have the phone. Okay, by a decree of the Supreme Leader, the phone must be in a locked drawer. Look, what if there's an emergency? What if I uh, someone's trying to get in touch with me? I don't care. What if someone get your affairs in order before we record? What if someone retweets me and I need to like? Who's retweeting you? Like their... No one even knows who you are on Twitter. Your Twitter handle is like Coco B Jabroni. Nah, it's Coco B Woke. Whatever. All right. Anyway, don't follow me. But uh, anyway, I guess John, I uh, I will say that uh, you, I, I have no, I had no problem with you, with you. Okay, you're just one of my many plebeian listeners. Uh, but uh, no, you don't, you didn't owe me any apology. But thanks for <coughs> the Supreme Leader. Uh, forgives you for your sins. Oh boy. All right, let's get it. You want to get into some pro wrestling? Please. All right, let's do it. Burn it down! Okay, cool. So here, before we get into pro wrestling, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I want to. I want to talk to you guys about a new, a new kind of like obsession I have with uh, with the Stone Cold podcast. Okay, you yeah. know, I keep talking yeah. about. I keep talking about. The Stone Cold, and I just want to clarify that I'm not. We're not. Ma- I'm not making fun of Stone Cold here at all. It like he. It's just funny. He has such funny. I want to call him habits, idiosyncrasies on on his podcast where he's like, he does just behavior that is so funny for a podcast. I love him. He's my hero. I hope to be on his podcast one day. It would be uh, unbelievable. But he has it on his podcast. I was listening to it. He starts it off, and he just he starts it off by just like. Just overly describing the room he's in, uh-huh. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought the clip. I'll just play it. Right. Let it do itself. But you're like, dude, just start the show, man. Well, it's like I said before. It's because they, they they fancy themselves as like storytellers, but they think that like the way that you spin a yarn is to be just like overly descriptive. Right. All right. Ready. Show. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Now, here's Steve Austin. All right, everybody, welcome to Steve Austin Show. I am coming to you from the command center at the Brother Skull Ranch 2.0 out here in the Silver State. I'm over here in Nevada. I'm in my little office out here in my shop, and I got a little heater running. It's kind of chilly out here in Nevada. And I got a couple of furniture pads down on the ground. I got my Kawasaki rug and a dog bed. Callie's sleeping on one side, <laughs> and over here... Underneath a couple of deer heads, Mula is snoring her fool head off. And I got a bunch of pearl beer memorabilia in here. Some Lone Star stuff, uh, another neon clock. So secondhand spinning around like a rotisserie chicken in here. My wife and I have been slowly migrating more and more stuff out here to Nevada uh, from L.A. Because this is all stuff that was in storage anyway. So I have plenty of storage really facility content. out here. You know so I've been mean? moving it. And uh, I was in my closet the other day in my office. And I noticed this oh, briefcase. And this was a briefcase I brought probably in 1990. And in it had that briefcase. Well, it's a briefcase from It's a Memorabilia. Stone Cold is in studio. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Stone Cold is back. I mean, I was just going to, all right, I guess I'll cut off the clip. Yeah. It, was, you were picking, it sounds like you were picking up where it left off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to tell you that it was a suitcase. It's a piece of memorabilia from the Quentin Tarantino movie, Pulp Fiction. It's the same briefcase that held Ving Rhames's 
uh, uh, whatever was in his head. Yeah, okay, all right. Marcellus cool. Wallace. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll tell you what, it feels good to be here in uh, Little Armenia HQ at a cow podcast, sitting here in a little room. Got Zig the engineer on my right, Dan's right in front of me. To my left is a chair, no one's sitting in it. Beyond that chair, I see an oscillating fan. It's not turned on. Yeah, okay. It's kind of chilly in here, if you ask me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that, next to that is, a, is a, an old lamp. We got some pop hey. vinyl dolls. Hey, still cold. Still huh? cold. Hey, hey, so, so, hey, sorry to interrupt here. It's just uh, uh, when you're in studio, I keep trying to ask you about some of my uh-huh. favorite professional wrestling moments, and you get a little, with all due respect, you get a little distracted, you know? So can, can I just ask you a question and you answer the question? Yeah, hell okay, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Look, also, watch your tone when you're talking to Texas Rattlesnake, son. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm sorry. I, you know, all right. I apologize. I apologize. Or else I'll come at you. I'll come at you like a sidewinder in the desert, in the distance. The Gobi Mountains reflecting red from the sunset. <laughs> the clouds, cumulo serious clouds indicating there won't be rain tonight. Tomorrow morning when the dew settles and the Sonoran Desert Toad croaks its first, you're going to think back and say, Old Stone Cold gave you a little bit of detail when he was talking, and that's the bottom line. Because yeah. the whole cold yeah, said yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold. So cold. I really, uh, I, I apologize. I apologize. Okay, all right, look. All right, can, can, please, please, please. All right. Can I just ask you a question? Shoot. Without, okay, I can shoot right now? Shoot. Okay, let me ask a question, all right? So when Owen Hart, uh-huh. okay, he broke your neck, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you? And he, but now he's deceased in a terrible manner. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you do you hold any ill will towards towards Owen Hart? Well, that's a great question. You know, and I, that's something I thought about immediately. I was in the hospital uh, after the incident. I broke my neck. They brought me back into Gorilla. They took me right to the hospital. Uh, you know, and I'm laying there in my hospital room. I got one of them little gimmick TVs. I got daytime TV playing on it. Can't change the channel because they don't give you a remote. So there I am laying in bed. In the bed's got the bed sheets on it. Tucked up under me, they got little flowers. When I when I go to reach to change the channel on the TV, my arm connects to one of the tubes they got in my wrist. This tube goes to a sack. It has potassium in it. They got 800 milligrams of potassium pumping the old Stone Cold's veins to keep them hydrated. Because my cells, my cells, they're all shriveled up because the stenosis in my neck from getting it cracked on the mat. Stone Cold, come on. Uh, well, and then... Hey, hey, Stone Cold, can I... So it was about okay. 6 p.m. Yeah, right. They brought in my dinner. Okay. The tray was one of them little pink trays. It got some beef bouillon on it. It's got some... Potato salad. It's not going to upset please. my stomach too much. You're potato not salad at me. I mean, tastes you're, like it had just, a little bit of coriander in it. I don't know the exact recipe. Has some dill. Maybe it's like a German potato salad recipe. It's Stone Cold. Are you? Are you? Are you in a, he's in like some kind of trance. I don't know. Stone Cold. And the room was about twelve by twelve feet. Stone Cold, please. Had a window on the right uh, side. Stone Cold. In- <laughs> Oh, 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 that's oh. the bottom line. <laughs> oh, okay. That broke. All right, if the glass breaks him out of, the, of his loops. I mean, so cold. You were stuck in a... What you were des- saying? You were describing a hospital in exquisite detail. Oh. But I was just asking how you felt towards Owen Hart. Oh, well, I mean, I don't wish that man any ill will whatsoever. 
Okay, that's all you had to say. I mean, with all due respect, that is all you had to say. Well, look, man, I'm a look. I'm a storyteller. I'm out there on the road spinning yarns. This is what I do. I put, I put the the picture in your head. I gotta set the scene. You're an improviser, right? You've done some scene painting. Uh, yeah. Over here, we see an old man. He's lonely. <laughs> He's reading the Bible. He's in the public library. The old library comes up. She says, "Sir, you can't be here. This late library's closed." He says, "Look." I'm going to sit here and I'm going to read this book as long as it takes. And if you don't like it, I'm going to drop you on that stack of dimes you call a neck. Stone cold stunner hit you like... Uh, uh. Yeah, uh... Uh, Stone Cold. Uh, I think I've been possessed by an ancient Sumerian demon. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stone Cold. Look, man. I, uh, 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 I, you know, I, 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 it's, it's hard to, it's very hard to interview you. You know, it's very hard. Well, look, uh, look. All I'm trying to say is. There's two arrowhead waters on the bo- on the table right now no, next okay. to a coffee I cup. I see it happening already. Stop! Stop! Get a burn it down fucking shirt stop. on. Stop! Cold, stop! Seth Rollins is a hell of a performer. Shut the fuck up! Uh, well, uh, and then the uh, got a fez hat here. Oh Looks like it belongs in that gimmick from ridiculous. the Flintstones. Yeah, I'm trying to do Ray-Ban a podcast. Sunglasses. You won't even keep taking. You know what? I mean, yeah, look, some Starbucks cups here. No, I can talk stop, about Look at me in the eyes. Arteries to promise they. Yeah. Okay, so hold you gotta go. You gotta go. All right, well, I ain't got nowhere else to go, son. We've been living in Nevada recently. I don't know how I ended up here. I kind of just opened up my eyes in a bathroom, and I was surrounded by Matt Besser's art. We got like a head, and the head's cracked open. Got a little clock inside it. I guess oh it's a God. commentary on the persistence up. of memory and shut perhaps the, fuck the way up. the human oh consciousness my God. works. And Stop, please. Can, Stop. Stop. Talk. All right, he's walking away. He's walking. Off. Oh my God, Zig! I mean, that's crazy. Can you believe that? He's, the guest, the caliber of guests we got in here that won't tell us anything. It's amazing his ability to just filibuster anything. Absolutely, yeah. You know what? It is filibustering. You know. Oh man. All right. Well, did he say he was possessed by an ancient Sumerian? Did you demon? just pass him on the way? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. He, he did say that. He was mumbling something about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Molag, I mean, Molag ball. But anyway, the Stone Cold podcast, it's just like I, I love uh, listening to it. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, the detail. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. We got to move on. Let's talk about Raw. All right. So, um, so all right. Raw. Let, all right. So, look, I know what I want to talk about this week, but let's say. We're coming off lull times, daddy. Lull times. Okay? Last week was a lull times, daddy. Okay? Where everybody you know on your phone who likes professional wrestling is texting you that it's lull times and Raw is absolutely unwatchable, even though they're watching it. Lull times, daddy, is when you open up Raw with an open forum segment and you throw the plants in the audience and they're all clearly developmental talent. It's that's l- lull times, daddy. Yeah, it's lull times, daddy, when every single person that's asking a question has has a perfectly curated haircut, like a punk rocker or or a, a, like a engineer, whatever the job is, because clearly they are wrestlers, Daddy. <laughs> anyway, um, so well, I'll say one thing about Raw. I thought there were some really cool moments in here, and there are some moments that are cool to dissect. Okay, so that's uh, that's good for this podcast because yeah. that's what we do. But uh, I thought this was better than last week. There were some things I really liked that were. Not done exactly the way I want them to be done, but um, but uh, 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 but 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 overall, cool. Here, here's one cool thing: the Raw started with two women segments in yes. a row. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, I like that specifically because 
Raw is acknowledging that the women's division is on fire. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is important. I think they're recognizing that the women's division is on fire. So it's nice to see the TV time is reflecting that, right? right. If you think of the past, even when women have had great moments, uh, even when the, they uh, made a event to the pay-per-view, Charlotte and Sasha, it didn't feel like they were getting the TV time to match it. Even after the women's revolution, uh-huh. the, it, it, we would still see six-man tags, six-women tags all the time, right? right? So it wasn't, we weren't actually feeling the effects of this revolution. It was more a thing they said, and that was my biggest complaint about the women's revolution from performers who I'm very hard on now. Uh, um, the women's revolution was a lot of like posturing. It was a lot of... Uh, uh, hashtagging, it was a lot of social media presence, it was a lot of crying. Uh, not to be like a man who's telling women they're crying, but it was a lot of like no, I agree with you. constantly we'll, celebrating yeah. the moment. They should be less hysterical. I agree with what you're saying. These women need to co- no, 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 that's not. No, I agree with you, it's fine. All right, Newman, yeah, okay, as my <laughs> as the the the, the, Ambrose, the moral compass of this podcast, okay. Uh, honestly, yeah, I, at I know, the time it was like any t- Sasha Banks was like every minute was like celebrating these moments, like they're big, where it was like, hey. Keep it in kayfabe. Let us feel that the moment's important, right? Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? It's almost like in a movie where the song is too on the nose. Yeah. It was a lot of that. There were times where, like, tri- I don't even know, Triple H would, like, bring out flowers right. for moments. And you're like, like, look at the coolest thing happening in wrestling right now is and not women's division or men's division is, like, Becky. Right. And they're not talking about the women's revolution. As a matter of fact, right now, the women's revolution is dead and it's... Making women, the women's division, just be part of the show. Right. I barely, if I didn't do this podcast, I wouldn't even think, oh, two women segments to open Raw. Right. I, I watch wrestling with such analysis because I got to come on here and spew my guts <laughs> for all you jabrons. Uh, uh, and then, uh, but uh, <laughs> for the cowheads, for all the cowboys and girls. But uh, yeah, so I, I think that. Uh, I think this is kind of what that progress looks like, right. where it's like they get heat and then they get time, you know? Yes. Uh, however. Yeah. Now, that being said, well, I'm talking about overall. Yes. No, no. It I, is. I, and that's also coming from the lens of someone, me, who's a big Ronda Rousey mark. Right. Uh, I love Ronda Rousey. I was getting into it. Some of you are on the Facebook page. Guys, again, if you listen to this podcast, way more people listen to this podcast than are in the Facebook group. Go join the Facebook group. I know you, Jabron. No one's listening to a podcast who's not on Facebook. Right. Who understands <laughs> podcast technology but is not on Facebook. Right. Go in there, find the group, Comedians of Wrestling podcast group. Join in there. It's going to ask you, who's your favorite wrestler? It doesn't have to be. Hey, if anybody's not joining because <laughs> they can't think of who their favorite wrestler is, <laughs> don't worry. That's just, I won't know if it's your actual pro wrestler. Yeah, most of, the time, wrestler. most of the time people don't answer those questions. It's just there to, as like a the minimal amount of, of a, uh, a barrier for just anybody joining. Keep the out the swamp. Yeah. Uh, That's it. And, and you know what? The swamp gets through. It's mainly for people who are, like, not even, like, they don't listen to the podcast, nor do they watch wrestling. They just see comedians, and they join a group. Yeah. Actually, the biggest problem I'm having in the Facebook group right now is things getting reported where I'm like, why is this reported? That, I I feel like, is an accident. Sometimes. Like, it's like somebody's clicking. Oh, yeah. I I just want to say, yeah, sometimes I think some of the, I mean, I appreciate where their heart is, but they do seem a little overzealous with the reporting. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the reporting, I'm like, all right, like, uh, this isn't my favorite thing, but. uh, Well, some of it's like, I've seen comments that are like, this shirt sucks, and it's like, it's reported, and I think that that's just like an accident. 
Like somebody like clicked. Oh, they right. tried to click something else in it, but I don't know. Because a couple times I've hit delete because I'm like, oh, I'll just hit. Uh, well, because I love deletion. Delete. Delete. You will be deleted. <clears throat> Bro. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, but seriously, like, anyway, but the fa- but join the Facebook page. That's what I was saying. Uh, uh, but I was getting into about Rousey. Like, I, I think Ronda Rousey, the coolest thing, I think something cool she did is she said that di- the, what, like, everything that happened during the Divas division made her sick. Yeah. And people were like, oh, people had a problem with that. I was like, oh, it's awesome. It's a perfect angle for Ronda Rousey right. to be like, that butterfly belt makes me sick to my stomach as a real fighter, as the pioneer of UFC. So I think, like, uh, of the UFC women's fighting, uh, yeah, I think I think right now that's the progress that Rousey's kind of matters the most on Raw. Like yeah. that, that to me is a diva's revolution. Not, not Sasha and Bailey just saying it every second. And let's we got to get into this. Well, the original, yeah, right. But like the yeah. original, the the idea of like the women's revolution was. That it was the transition point where it's like you're no longer doing bra and panties matches, you're just doing wrestling matches. Right. So now though, because of that, there's been uh, they're tapping into a lot of like the female talent in the indie world. They're signing a lot of people, and only now truly are we getting like what would be seen as like a rev- like a a revolution in. Women's wrestling. Well, when they announced the revolution, what was that? That was like, we're going to call up some NXT talent no, that we actually care about? When they announced the revolution, well, you're talking about... No, no. When you, when they announced the revolution, it was like, no more no more divas, no more diva butterfly belt, no more bra and panties matches, no more... Yeah, but that, we haven't had bra and panties well, you matches know I mean, in a but while. Like, but the attitude, the pervasive attitude of no, like... but think about it. At that exact time, when right. Stephanie came out and said, it's the divas revolution, it was uh, after 32, so oh, it was right. like... Oh, so uh, this time. Yeah, right, yeah right, it was right, like right. two or three years ago at this point, right? It'll be three years at Mania, around there, right? I don't know when the belt... They presented the belt, the, the actual... Women's title, like the 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 women's championship belt, was debuted at WrestleMania by Lita. Right at right. WrestleMania 32, I was there. So what it is, I guess, is that it's like they, um, yeah, they call up some NXT ladies, and uh, so I'm just saying, like, yeah. Th- yeah, exactly. Like, think about it on on paper, what it was was Stephanie coming out and being like, these the four horse women, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 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 Becky, actually, sure. Bailey didn't come up. It was Becky, Sasha. And Charlotte came right. up, right? And they're up here now, and now we're seeing a women's revolution where we've changed the title. But it was essentially, but we already had, we did have women's matches before that, right, right, right. So I'm just saying it's a technicality on what it was. They're just saying what it was. We, we, we are going to care about it yeah, now, yeah, right, right. And that's an example of something I think they should have said. I think they could have been like, "Hey, we've been because sh-, there was the had to give divas a chance." Uh, hashtag anyway. My my point is is that that was WWE's spin. To me, the Div- the women's revolution is like, all right, it started there. Where we're like, we're gonna treat. I guess they were saying we're gonna treat this belt. As, we're gonna treat this title as important as the men's title. We're gonna try our best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they didn't get the TV time. But anyway, true true change comes from talent. Right. You know, like you could say you can't start a revolution. You can't say you're gonna a revolution has to happen. Like well, that's that's what Becky I was trying to say. Is blood that- moment was uh, like true. If you want to be a stickler for it, it, was one of the big moments. And that that is truly, I think, the time. Yeah, that is truly the time where a talent was as over as a as the uh, was more over than all of the male talent. Yes, that is never has that happened before ever. Um, where Oscar maybe no, In not NXT? even close. 
You think uh, in NXT? NXT doesn't count, dude. NXT, come on. You NXT, you can't gauge anything. I have a point about that today. Well, I, that I hope I'm gonna write down. I meant to talk about, but uh, you just reminded me. But I'm saying, was there ever a woman, no, no. Uh, a, a woman talent who, who to the fans was at more over than any male talent? Not to my knowledge, no. And would you say that Becky is? Uh, I would say yes. I would say I don't even need to go to you for this. I would say yes, and I say you agree because I was there. Watching people buy this the man shirt yeah. over a Brock Lesnar shirt over Daniel Bryan shirts at the Staples Center. Right. You know, I I just don't I don't think that happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not a wrestling historian. I don't know, but I right. not to my knowledge. No. Right. 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 Well, it's not historian. It's during the time we've been doing this pod. Oh, then no, if definitely you think there not. There was a time. It could only no, be never. the only people it could have. The only person it could have. Let's say people could have been before this Becky moment. It wasn't Becky ever before this. No. Was it Charlotte? That's the only women's talent you could say was, yeah. yeah. I mean, Trish? No, because she was more, truthfully, a, a more of a sex object with the writing. Right. Lita? I don't think Lita was more ever over than, like, The Rock and Stone Cold. Right. So that's, that, this is the true biggest moment in women's wrestling, is that Becky is the person people want to see the most mm. right now. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic, and uh, I would I would say that Rousey is number two. Yes, <laughs> uh, I would say you could argue she's number one too, just based on how small this Becky moment is right now. Because if you think about Rousey having that mania moment, that's uh, at, at thirty four and stealing the show. Has a women's match ever stole the show at WrestleMania? No. No, I mean I guess it's a mixed tag match, so it doesn't count right. fully. I think this WrestleMania. They have a potential. I I think they will fuck it up if they make it a, a triple threat. I think. I mean, how do you feel about that? Right, just right out the gate. If it is a triple threat, if it's not Becky Rousey at Mania, if it is either. All right, I'll pose this to you like this. Mania, would you rather see? Uh, Becky Rousey. That's one option. Uh, Charlotte Rousey again rematch. Or the triple threat between Charlotte, Becky, and yeah, Ronda of the of the three of them. This might surprise you. Um, I think <clears throat> I think I would like to see a triple threat. Okay, that doesn't surprise me because I think Ronda is very good. Charlotte Rousey would surprise me if you right. just removed Becky. Oh yeah, no, never. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think because Ronda is <laughs> obviously very good, and by the time WrestleMania rolls around, she's just going to be that much better. Um, but uh, the the two of the Becky and Charlotte I think can help carry the match if you like distribute everything across the three of them then there's a higher potential for cooler stuff happening right than if it is just one of them and Ronda although Ronda and Charlotte fucking tore the house down so I think uh, yeah I would just like I would like to see the three yeah so um I, I, my thing is that I, I I'm like I've heard the rock say this one time where he was like WrestleMania should be one on one that but I also agree with that and it's like and I, I to me a match is by the way some of my favorite matches are triple threats right like I love triple threats WWE does triple threats extremely well I think it is almost their bread and butter I want to <laughs> say it is like something they do where you like I uh where they're able with their production value and storytelling and like camera work where they can have one of the 
guys like literally just disappear right. for part of the match and then come back in. Like I think I think it's actually something they do like a plus. They do triple threats. Um, but in terms of like importance, one on one feels so much more important. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is if it's built to a point where it has to be a you know what I mean? Where it's like both. Both have a lot on the line, like both women have a lot on the line, and it would make more sense for it to be just these two going at it. Then, of course, I would want that. But right now, I think it would be cool to be three. Right. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I would. I just want to see Rousey, Becky, and I want to see them. Uh, I think we can keep them away from each other until the Royal Rumble. Easily, right? Right. Yeah. And, and let, let's just do that. Uh, I think that's great. And anyway, cool. So anyway, these segments, these women's segments, like, oh, whatever, first match, nothing really to write home about. Natty went through a table. I think it's pretty cool that while Rousey's feud is with Nia, she still has problems with the Riot Squad messing with her friend. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I like, I would say about Raw this week, that my main thing I liked about Raw, mm, yes, I'll say this is the main thing, is it felt small. Like, it felt... Uh, there were a couple of interconnecting, interwoven storylines. It felt like uh, every match was connected to the last segment that happened. It was like, okay, you have Corbin, Lashley, and Drew, and they're connected. And then you had the Ziggler match that mattered. Then Finn came out there. But then during uh, 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 Finn, Finn came out there, and then Finn had a match. Um, who did Finn wrestle? Uh, gender, but that was connected to Corbin making that. Like, there was a part of it that was like, oh, okay, like there's like a cast of characters here and they all kind of interconnect. Which is great. I thought that, uh, yeah, it was almost like, I don't know who wasn't used, but it was, in that way, it was small where I, I, I was really enjoying that. Like, it was like, I felt more story oriented, which I dug. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay. So. The, I want to talk about this women's forum thing, I think, uh, because, again, we're making a big deal about that the, the women had these segments. So this segment, here's the thing. I like this forum idea mm -hmm. a lot. I said it last week. And I don't care that, that we're making a joke that development talent, yeah. Alexa Bliss. But I love I love Alexa Bliss in this role. <clears throat> she comes out. I like the the way they're dressing her. She's nailing that role. She's a, a, an expert on the microphone. She's fantastic, and she runs the women's division now. And I like you have two active wrestlers, even though we know she's hurt, two active wrestlers running the divisions of the same sex. Yeah. I think that is cool. But so, uh, and I don't know if we've ever had separate GMs before. I, I wouldn't know. I don't, I mean, I think it's it's cool. I don't understand why it had to be. I mean, it just it's to give her a role. I, I would rather see Alexa be the GM of the whole show. Here, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I bet they maybe they will go that way. We'll see, unless they're probably going to want her to wrestle again because she's yeah. a big talent for them. Yeah, but she's on concussion protocol. Right. So Alexa comes out, and and, and, and so she's in the ring, and she's – they're asking the – I like the idea. It's like I, I want to see the segment be more of her, like, Hannibal Lecter manipulation segment where it's like she has these people, and you know their plans. Who cares? Right. It's about asking questions that make the guests uncomfortable about, like, getting in your head and being like – and being like a corporate overlord who's like, uh, uh, who's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know this question. Like, uh, uh, oh, they asked you the question, but the question is like meant to fuck with you. Right, 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 right. But instead, Becky, uh, uh, Sasha, and Bailey, like, they like, they, they like squint. They fucked this up. They were in yeah. such a different level of mic skill than, than Alexa. So this is going to be a hot take here. This is very against what we all say is uh, 
I thought this week it was like they could those two talents need scripts. Yeah. Because I actually think they were being kind of loose and it was very sloppy. Like I, I, if I was directing this show, I would have been like give a concise answer. Stop with the like they were like weirdly stutter talking or like they were like making jokes and it was yeah. like just say di- the direct response. Like yeah. when Alexa says something she goes like, "Yeah, that's because I'm better than you" or whatever. They were like Flustered. I felt watching this. I felt like I was on fucking mushrooms, dude. It was the most like confusing, like disorienting, uh, and uh, thing I, I've seen on WWE in a long time. Uh, I think Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, like they're just improvising or whatever. Yeah. It was like, was it not like watching? Like a like a fucking one oh like a improv one oh one. No, it felt like it was grad a grad show. It felt like I was watching amateur uh, hour. It felt like I was watching a uh, uh, like a corporate retreat, right? Where it's like, all right, all these people from the office, from an office, are like put like they got uh uh they're like they got like this company to come in and like do exercises with the office. Yeah. And these people like can't fully be vulnerable. They're like, right. Haha, wouldn't it be? And then they ask and they're like, Hey, why don't you, uh, all right, here's the thing. Say something funny about yourself. And they're like, Haha, <laughs> like me, I should say something uh, about me. Well, what can I say? Because they're not performers. Right. And you're like, these are actually, these are like veteran talents almost. Yeah. You know? And, and, it, it was just, it was, it was terrible. I will say this though. I think that putting that, cause it opened up raw, right? That was no, like, it was second second. Second, okay. So yeah. even worse, I think putting it that early, <clears throat> right? It, because there's like a fundamental shift of energy. Like it's a production error to put it that early, right? Because they now all of a sudden it's this open form. The energy changes where uh, Alexa is directing her energy to the audience, even though they're plants, right? And then there's a lot of there's a lot of silence and there's a lot of uh, uh, like waiting. And as and if you're there, if you're there, you've been to live events. If you're there watching Raw, <laughs> and uh, it, you know how it would feel, where you have like something happen, and then this segment happens, and the presentation it the wasn't presentation, presentational. So now the crowd is like, wait, what's happening? And they're, they're trying to like, they're, they're their energy. The crowd is not there, energy wise, because it's shifted in a way that they weren't expecting. So they set themselves up for failure, and that's exactly what. It was like they were improvising from like the pits, and they were trying to like get up out of this like pit that they had put themselves in, and it was just so awkward and cringy and and bad. Yeah, but also they like weren't. They were like uh like like they weren't. They're not funny. Like like Sasha Banks. No. Sasha Banks. Yo, what? It, she had a lot of mic time to, that she squandered. She literally. Was like, yeah, okay, we're a tag team. We're gonna be a tag team like forever. It was, man, I, it was so bad. I, I really was like, come on, yeah, come and, on, and do I better. Don't like, and I don't, you and I don't like, and anybody who listens to this podcast know we don't just like shit on the things they do. No, but when well, if, it's a baiting plane clip, but it's fine. It's, but it, I mean, we, but we got it, the point across. Yeah, exactly. It's like you said, if if I was directing this, if this was like an improv team, or if this if this was something I was directing, yeah, it's like right at the top. It's like you guys need to open up. You need to be more vulnerable. No one gives a shit about how cool you are. And that's, I think, the problem with a lot of people and a lot of wrestlers is that they they, they can't let themselves not look cool. And so anything the, the, they do... These people, Sasha and Bailey, should have this down by now. That's I, the bottom agree. line. They, they, when they get the microphone and their answers need to be deliberate, right? And they need to be 
said right. like you're on television. Yeah, but they think they have more charisma than they do. And a, they, ba- Bailey has zero charisma. I mean, Bailey this week, I, 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 I just was like, oh, I guess she's just a lost cause. Yeah. She literally had that. She couldn't say the Alicia Fox flub. Oh, my God. She... She I mean, didn't handle whatever, that for, but yeah, but yeah, Look, that happens. Right, but it wasn't like she recovered. It's okay to flub. Right, it's all it's all good to flub. Kevin Owens flubs all the time. AJ <laughs> Styles flubs, but even those guys can still deliver. Even AJ, who people are kind of critical on his promos, you've been critical of his promos. Yeah. He still delivers, delivers like <laughs> delivers. See, delivers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, said delivers. I said delivers. I said delivers. I said delivers, but but I didn't. I said delivers, but but I said okay. Deliber- okay, it's like right, like don't make the moment awkward. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should be better. It, it, I think it, the reason we're harping on it for so long, it, and we should just move on. Yeah, they need it's training. Just that it's like it's a bummer. Yeah, I got those are I really dig those two talents, and it's a bummer that they're really not able to deliver on the microphone at all, and they're stuck in the jabron zone, and. I think they're going to stay there. Anyway, they announced basically announced that the women's tag division is happening. Yeah. So that was cool. They want to wrestle they with Trish and Lita. <laughs> All right. I guess they're going to wrestle Trish and Lita at WrestleMania probably. I don't think anyone wants to see that match. No. <laughs> I don't. How could you? I but mean, at least. Also, the they thing, would though, squash Trish and Lita. What's the point? Right. I, I'm okay with any match as long as you make me excited to see it. Right. So if maybe they can. Maybe yeah. there's going to be a cool yeah, if build. If Trisha Leah came out in, like, Michael Myers masks and were, like, crazy heels who, like, were, like, ripping out people's, right. like, hair and shit, I'd be like, oh, all right, I get it. They're, like, they don't have the, they're, they're more veteran talents and they don't have the ability, but they have this cool uh, gimmick going where they get mad at it, you know, like, yeah. where, like, they, they, they go to dark places, fine. Yeah. Anyway, Sasha and Bailey, I hope they get it together. I, 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 look, I'm, I'm going to say I'm still a fan of those guys because of nostalgia reasons, but... They should really be better. That's my time out there. And they're even, like, leaning back in their chairs. They weren't, like, leaning forward. And, like, everybody is so harsh on Rousey, right? Here, here's a Rousey clip. I think I have Can one I... on my phone here. Something right, but I'm going to get to Naya and Tamita at some point tonight myself in the hallway and the catering and the locker room. Okay, right? Just a small thing. I recorded off my TV. Like, okay, so, yeah, her acting there, it's not amazing, right? She's a little stiff. But at least she's, like, bringing fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? She feels like she's on TV and she's bringing it. Those two think, like, we're cool because we were cool in NXT five years ago? Yeah. Bring it. Start reinventing yourself. I'm going to relate a story. So when I was in, like, fifth grade. I feel bad. Fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. uh, I was in, I went to a a Christian school. Should I play the memory lane music? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm out of time. All right, let's go to that right. memory lane. I don't have that That's memory fine. lane music. So, like, yeah, fifth or sixth grade, I'm uh, I go to this the school called Calvary Christian Academy, and we have like uh, like a winter concert, right? That we do, right? And I'm in that concert. I'm like singing. I'm in like the choir, the choir of that concert, right? And my friends, I had older friends who were like, I was in sixth grade, so they were probably in like seventh or eighth yeah. grade, right? They're in the audience, and I knew that they were there, and so I was making. Faces as though I knew I knew that what I was doing was corny, right? So I was trying to convey right. that to them while also like, you know being on stage. So afterward, they were like, <clears throat> while I was trying to be too cool on stage to just sing the songs, they go, "Why were you making those faces on stage 
and not taking it seriously. We were making fun of you the whole time because you weren't taking it seriously. Right. And I, and, and I'm, that'll always stick with me. And it's like this here where it's like they're not there for some reason thinking that they're above the segment or above something or that they've got this. Right. Uh, and their hubris is their downfall. Like they let it, they let it, they think that they're being natural. They're not because they're putting on this too cool for school attitude. And here we are in the audience going, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just take this, take this stupid thing seriously right? and be part of this stupid thing? Cause it's, it reeks of, right. of, I don't know, desperation or what, but. Uh, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just bad. That's yeah. it. It's like, get the mic, show some fire, yeah. show people that you're, you're the man, whatever. Get, get angry, get, yeah. or get whatever, get. Get get something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, again, you can you can argue the writing. Okay, let's move on. No, I, that was I, a, already. That was so. That was so. One hundred percent. Just not giving a fuck. Lackadaisical performance from somebody. I think Bailey has zero charisma at all. She's a great wrestler. Zero charisma. I don't know. Uh, Sasha has some charisma. I don't like the way she wrestles, but it was all on them. I don't know that the writing could have fixed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway. Uh, so okay. So anyway, and that's why I, but to be honest, I'm worried that any writing is leading towards four horsewoman versus four horsewoman, which I've said I don't care about, and I stick with. It could, it will, it could be cool. I'll say it will be cool, but I really don't care about that. Uh, I'm, I want to see talents that are great working right now, not conceptual cool ideas of. With talents that are not proven, you know, I don't, I don't, anyway. All right, cool. So let's move on. But I think, um, let's get more positive here. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get more positive. So, all right, here's something I thought was incredible on Raw, and then we can compare it to something I did not like so much. I thought Drew McIntyre had a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. I thought Drew McIntyre absolutely crushed Raw. Yeah. I thought his performance was masterful, okay? I I think he's doing everything that we... If you want to talk about all the things we complain about on this podcast, ironic detachment, uh, uh, commitment, right? Like, lo a lot of, like, loose performance, a lot of... Not a lot of control. We're talking about control, Drew, I thought, did everything right this week. Yeah. Okay? Authenticity. Go. Drew McIntyre came out. This was his big week. It was literally, this week was basically called, and it was a segment, Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night. <laughs> right? And he uh, Corbin came out, presented him with a gold medal. was like, hey, Kurt Angle, he thought he was the gold medal, so you're the new gold medalist of here. And then he got on the microphone and delivered a promo that was so deliberate and so like, we've had Dolph Ziggler on this podcast who said that this is exactly who Drew is. We see a guy who's been fired by this company for complacency a fire lit, in, lit under his ass, right? We know this. And he came back. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I watched Drew McIntyre wrestle at PWG, and I was like, what is this guy doing here? Right. He's like seven feet tall, chiseled, looks like He-Man, wearing like expensive ass like trunks, like leather. You know what I mean? Like they look like not like indie gear. Right. He <laughs> right. had like, and he was wearing that ja that jacket that he wears on Raw. Yeah. He was wearing that in a fucking 
PWG. American Legion Hall <laughs> in Reseda. In Reseda, right? Like <laughs> yeah. this beautiful uh, leather jacket. Like it's yeah. a gorgeous item. It's a sleeve, okay? sleeveless it's a, yeah. duster. I'll tell you. Hey, you're talking about a fashion. <laughs> it's me, Andrew Dice Clay here. I'm a big. I like to talk about wrestling fashion. You saw that? Hey, hey, Norman. Uh huh. Yeah. Norman. Yeah. What's you up? saw uh, you saw Drew McIntyre's jacket. Uh yeah, like a sleeveless duster. The leather. The uh, leather. Right, 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 yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're wearing a leather jacket yourself. Absolutely. I asked Drew, I said, hey, Drew, can I get that jacket? I'll put it on, I'll bang some slob, and I'll call it a night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa what? What? Dice, dice, is that, dice, what? Is that bad? Dice. Yeah, bang some slob? What? I mean, come on, it's 2018. No, man. It can't oh, be- no, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me clarify for today's audience. All right. It could be a man, it could be a woman. I'm going to leave it well, there, I'm going to okay, leave it there, right, I'm going right, to leave it there. Okay, all right, hey, we, hey, dude, you got to get out of here. Yeah, get Look, out. it's hard to have dice in these times. Yeah. I mean, are we going to have to edit some, any of that out? If you go back... And listen, it was hard to have dice in those times too. <laughs> <laughs> he just anytime he pops up, anytime we talk about professional wrestling fashion, it's true, he yeah. comes in and talks about banging someone in in it. Yeah, at the at least it's That's unbelievable. I mean, uh, uh, Zig, do we have to? Should we edit that out or? I don't think. I mean, I think Dice lampoons himself. I okay. think it'll be fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what a what a jamoke. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man! Anyway, oh man! I loved when he. Uh... Oh, first of all, I put on the vest. Oh, get out! I put on the vest. Get I say, hey, 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 Drew, you are. I'm gonna stamp out weakness and eradicate complacency. Oh, get come on! Out of get out of here! Unbelievable! Do we, we have to edit that? That no. has to be edited. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, ridiculous. he's getting into. He's getting into it. He's driving. And he's driving for Uber. He's getting into a car. Yeah. Anyway. All right. He's anyway. turning his Uber on. Was that actually bad? Do we have to edit that? No. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Anyway. But anyway, uh, he, it looks like he, uh, Dice was reading my notes here. Because it says, he, Drew comes in. He goes, so Ziggler, we said this is the real him. Mm-hmm. Is this guy works his ass off. And he's like, yo, I'm here to stamp out weakness and eradicate complacency. That is my mission. Okay. Guys. I... Love, clarity <clears throat> in wrestling and character, comedy, everything, a- anything, clarity. Uh, I know, like, uh, so many movies are, like, so hip. You're like, oh, I don't even know what happened. You're like, I, I liked it. And you're like, did you like it? I don't think you understood that thing, right. okay? The, but this guy, he's coming here, and I have an actual mission, right? And look, think about Bray Wyatt. Think about Dean Ambrose, who we will get into. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what their mission is. Think about the simplicity of Drew McIntyre right now. Now, everyone's ultimate goal is the championship. We know that. But why do you want it? We have a justification. We have a why. This guy's... I'm here because this locker room makes me sick. Yeah. There's people on the social media. They're on the phone talking to fans. They might as well be in in the audience watching this. And we know he's talking about how a lot of guys are small. They're not jacked. It's, it's fucking awesome. Now, look, if you're going to say, I mean, not to mention what I loved about talking about the show being small, Drew had like seven segments this week. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he also got on the microphone during the match with Ziggler. By the way, Ziggler made him look <coughs> awesome, yeah. as always, and Ziggler won. 
he got the bike and was like, oh, uh, he's he talking shit about Finn, which was cool. He was working it into the feud, so he's pushing his feud, too. But he also, uh, 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 later on, was like, you know, he he was in the back beating people up, which I, uh, anyway, I like all that. But it, if you're getting work saying, like, yo, he's not getting a reaction out of the crowd, right? That That's what I would say. Like, that could be the thing. It's like, hey, he, it, but the audience seems a little bored with it. The universe. There's no audience. Right. The universe. You're forgetting that he doesn't have an opponent right now. Right. Like, he's wrestling Finn Balor in, on a pay-per-view we don't care about. I'm saying we're building Drew right now. You should be excited. If you're saying this role was shit, you missed one of the best performances of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. One of the one of the and, and in terms of and maybe I'm coming at it from a writer's perspective and a performance perspective, where I thought the foundation laying of of Drew and dismantling Ziggler, not fumbling on his words at all. The acting, his his, his acting was amazing. It was like you felt it. It was mm-hmm. you could put that performance. I'm sorry. I'll say this. Give me shit on the Facebook. You could put that performance in a fucking movie, uh-huh. and it would look good. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to change his outfit. So you're saying 12 rounds, five with Drew McIntyre? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying that when WWE makes the WWE Films version of Game of Thrones. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? When they make that, you can put Drew in it. No, but if you put Drew, all right. The, here, game, the it, game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones. It's, it's Triple H. Yeah. All right, all right. How about this? Compare Triple H cosplay, like his Conan cosplay. Yeah. Like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Not the O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, comes out and he does like the spaghetti, like the invisible strings on yeah, his and pants. Yeah, he cuts it. And he, cuts he cuts it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know at WrestleMania 30, it was Sasha... It was Sasha, Charlotte, and Alexa. They cut the strings for oh, it. Right, right, right. At, uh, at right. <laughs> anyway, I went for it. It was, it was a stretch, but right. I think we, uh, I think we got, uh, I think we have listeners this hardcore <laughs> yeah. that that would appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, all right, so I'm saying, uh, look at when, when Triple H does it. If you put Triple H in a movie, we've put him in movies. Right. Put him in a Conan the Barbarian thing sequel. I think it would wouldn't read right. Right. All right, but if you put McIntyre in a scene of Game of Thrones, right, or if he was the Mountain, right, I would. I think. Yeah. I, would, I think he's that good. One hundred percent. Now, does the Scottish <clears throat> accent help a lot? Yes, thousand percent. Do the do the the eyes shining bright as the blue sky uh, help a lot? Yes. Yeah. Does the the fact that he's chiseled out of the Mountain of the Earth? Absolutely. Yeah, all helps. Here's my question to the Droniac Nation. And let's get a, let's get this started. Could Drew McIntyre be in an episode of Game of Thrones, convincingly? I mean, can <laughs> I? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Could he act with like actors at the caliber of well, not uh, Daenerys, not not yeah. not, not uh, Khaleesi, but uh, 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 but like, could he do a scene with Cersei, a believable scene with Cersei? I love how you said Daenerys and then Dane. You like, or you like, you like, you went back and called her by her her title. Well, I don't want to look. I don't want Daenerys, the wrath. I mean, I, I got nervous. That's why I hushed. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to feel the wrath of fire. Khaleesi, the, my lord. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, he could. I, I I thought the performance was downright masterful, and the writing was fucking great. And I think the writing, to be honest, here's what I want to know more than anything. I want to know. I like to know, I want to know. 
That what is that song? I, I want to know makes you cry. I think you're making that up. <laughs> you because you only know metal music. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's finally you admit it's metal and not emo. No. Oh yeah. No. No. The tattoos are emo. The music's yeah. metal. Undeniably metal. All right. Zig, you know that song? I want to know what makes you cry. Yeah, but I haven't heard it. I think since I was like a kid. Uh, okay, well, it doesn't that mean it exists. How's that relevant? <laughs> anyway, God, it's the last time I go to you. Oh, God, man. I should have known better, dude. But, uh, uh, um, the most relevant shame of all time. Yeah. But, okay, so I'm saying what I want to know is how much of that was scripted. I want to see the script. Because I want to know why Sasha and Bailey are probably like, oh, the script sucked for me. I want to know why Dean Ambrose put on the opposite of a clinic this week. Right. Why Dean Ambrose went out there and was all over the map, which we'll get into. So let's let's compare these two things. I want to talk about Dean Ambrose quick. All right. Because um, with Dean Ambrose. So I, I want to... <clears throat> uh, and Drew McIntyre will be the Universal Champion uh, in, I would say, Q2 2019. You guys know we're talking Qs here because... Uh, Cow right. stock will go public yeah. in what twenty twenty one. Everyone knows that. Yeah. All right. Uh yeah. That's when we enter the PG era. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Imagine that. <laughs> Start centering here. Yeah. All right. So Dean Ambrose this week. Let's talk about this example. All right. So look, I'm very critical of Dean Ambrose, but I keep an open mind. Like, I recognize that in I recognize in all professional wrestling, even Sasha Bailey, Dean Ambrose, these are people that I'm down on that I'm not fans of. Uh, uh, I am a fan of Sasha and Bailey. I'm disappointed in them. I'm not a fan of Dean Ambrose. Okay, so it's actually different. Uh, is, and I recognize that with the right writing, anyone could turn around. I mean, Matt Hardy proved that to me. I was never a Matt Hardy mark ever. I, I was not a fan of Matt Hardy for let's say 15 years. Right. And then he became my favorite thing in professional wrestling. You know. Yeah. Um, to the point where a topic we'll be talking about in the nine to five episode is like, who do you like more, Jeff or Matt? I mean, like, it was Jeff forever was the talent, but now where are we at here? Right. Where are you going to rank Jeff? Where are you going to rank Matt? I mean... Enjoy the show. Good night. Enjoy (laughs) enjoy the show. Good night. (laughs) I've never seen a segment ended worse than a Jeff Hardy (laughs) segment. All right. But, okay. But I recognize that Dean Ambrose could do the right thing, and that's what I want to talk about this week, okay? This week, so Dean Ambrose came out, and they showed they were like, oh, and you guys know I'm a sucker for continuity and storytelling. Oh, he's getting these flu shots. I'm like, oh, that was so dumb. I, di- you know, I, I didn't like it. Oh, he comes out this week. There's a siren going. It's like he's, it's like the quarantine zone or whatever. He comes. They got. He's got like an army of guys dressed like the Shield, which I liked, and they're wearing gas masks. And then he comes out also wearing a gas mask, dressed exactly uh, like Bane mm-hmm. from Dark Knight Rises. And then he comes out, and I was like, yo, the look looks awesome. Cool things. His beard actually matched the jacket. I thought he looked cool as shit. He's wearing the mask. And I'm like, you know what? I like this. I'm like, I think I might have got worked. I took a step back and go, I think I got worked. That flu shot thing was to set up that, like, he was going to, these shots were going to make him, like, even crazier or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, he's going to come out. So he comes out, and then he gets in the ring. He's got the gas back. And then right away, he starts breathing into the mask, being like, Shit, I was like, all, right, this is a, all right, all right. I don't know if I like that so much. I didn't also love that I could see that the mic pack yeah. on the back of the mask, but all right, whatever. Not a lot of people know about that. They put a little tape over the, the light, probably. You know what I mean? But then his first line is he's like, uh, he's like out there quarantined. He goes, uh, 
You may all be settled. Thank you. Seated. You may all be seated? Oh, yeah. I wrote se- se- <laughs> What a botch. What a botch. You may all be seated. Thank you. Like, right? You may all be seated. Thank you. Everybody seated. Thank you. And, like, it's a little jokey. Like, it was a little, like, goofy, like, vaudeville. I don't know, vaudeville or whatever. It's like. Speak of jo- the devil and he shall appear. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Is that. Wait, Dean, is that you? <sighs> yes, it's me. Bane Ambrose. Bane Ambrose? Yes. Oh, my God. Bane Ambrose? You may not recognize me because nobody cared before I put on the mask. Wow. Well, hey, hey I, I was talking a lot of shit. You, you're looking a little scary. I'm here all week. Try the veal. What? <laughs> what? Make sure to tip your waitress. I'm Bane Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look. I'm scary and funny. <laughs> okay, all right. Bane, I don't know. I mean, Bane... Bane Amber, I gotta say, this, yes. you're looking really big right now. You're jacked up, and you're looking scary. You look the best you ever looked. I love the mask. I like that. It's like you're going for something here. Uh, but why are you saying like old cat skill <laughs> retreat lines? All you need to know is jokes. That two pretzels were walking down an alleyway. Oh no! One was assaulted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dean, this is. You gotta commit, man. Dean, you have to commit to like being scary, right? Are you crazy? Commit to that, but stop like with your it's low hanging fruit. You're being a little jokey. Well, I think I'm a weak character. I mean, you have weak character. Uh, oh, okay. All right. You know, yeah. So uh, you know what? While you're here, let me ask you some questions. All yes. right. Okay. So Seth you... Rollins was merely demoted to the mid card. I was born in it, molded by it. Oh, yeah. I didn't have an intercontinental championship until I was already a man. And by then, to me, it was nothing but blinding. <laughs> I, I, see, this is the problem with but you. <laughs> yeah. Was that a joke? Yeah. I can't even tell when they're jokes. <laughs> yes. I thought that was like a, a monologue. Oh, yeah. yeah, my arm's tired from flying here. Oh, that's a joke. Okay, that was a joke. That was a. I, you, there was no setup to that joke. That was no. just a punchline. No, no setups. Only punchlines from <laughs> Bane Ambrose. <laughs> Tip your waitress. All right, I was just seeing if that was a joke. But waiting for the but I'm, Okay, so that was a joke. Yes. Okay, well, I can't tell. All right, so Dean, look, I'm trying to. So. All right, you're coming out. You're saying a lot of stuff. Here's a couple things you said this week. Uh, you said that the uh, the universe is needy and emotional. <laughs> you said uh, that uh, you, you've all you're all uh, you all got a disease. You people. You said uh, you know when you've lived with somebody and they're controlling. By the way, question: Did you live with Dean Am- with Seth Rollins? Yes, we lived. All three of us lived together in the Shield compound. It's below the public library in Gotham City. Was that a joke? You never know. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, you'll never know if I was joking. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, all right. Anyway, so look, you, you said that Seth Rollins was controlling. You said he's a. Well, um, you said uh, that you were mad at the Shield for being role models, role, trying to be role models. Yes. Last week, you said that the Shield did something that you can't even come back from. There was something that was super evil that the Shield did that we don't know about. Can you answer some of these questions? Because right now, I'm having a tough time with your character. It's a little jokey, and it's a little. Compare yourself to Drew McIntyre. I'm not digging it. Well, no. Also, don't forget that I blamed Roman Reigns for giving himself cancer <laughs> yeah, yeah, with I... his actions. That's true, Zig. I know you don't watch wrestling, but I did that. I blamed Roman for his own cancer. 
Just like my mother-in-law is a cancer on my marriage. But um. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, this is getting uncomfortable. This is getting uncomfortable. Well, then I'm doing my job. All right, let me ask you something. How do you feel about Renee kind of being uh, questioned by Corey Graves? Did that bother you? Yes. I thought that was the best part of the segment. No, I'm going to find Corey Graves, and I'm going to break his spirit and his body. But, um... That was not a joke. I'm positive that was not a joke. You'll never know. I actually like that because you were actually saying a threat. Like, you know, you're a pro wrestler. You're going like, hey, I'm going to go after this guy. It felt like more deliberate than the other things you're doing. So No, no. Everything's a joke to me. I don't take anything seriously. Okay. Not even opportunity. Okay. So now you're the... I'm just waiting. I I can't tell when the joke, so I don't know if the the drum's going to hit. It's fine. Keep going. Okay, so, you, okay, all right, see, that, okay, that's what I knew was going to happen. I knew you were going to do that. I, I it's, it's, it's distracting, okay? Are you, okay, are you you're breathing extremely deep? It's hard to breathe in this mask. Yeah, well, I did, that's one thing I didn't like. I appreciate you're doing it now. You're keeping it on. You had a cool thing going. You took it off. Your thing was that you didn't want to catch a disease, but then you took it right off, which I think summarized, that's a metaphoric for what I don't like about you as a wrestler is that you don't actually go for something, right? You had the Brock Lesnar thing where you came out and you're like, oh, I'm going to be hardcore. You're licking, you were licking metal bats with yes. barbed wire on it, wooden bats with barbed wire on it. And you were doing that. I was like, oh, this, this match is going to be hardcore. And then you blamed Brock Lesnar. Right now, you say that uh, 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 the 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 uh, the shield, uh, the, you know, that they did something wrong, and you're going back on that. It's I can't even heads or tails here. Well, I don't see what's so confusing. You said you're the lunatic fringe, but yes. then you never really did anything that crazy. Well, look, uh, I was in bed with my wife. Okay, Renee. Renee, y'all? and she says, and I say to her, I says. If you want to make love tonight, I'm willing. If you don't want to make love, just pull on my groin a thousand times. <laughs> okay. But okay. okay, that was a joke. That yes. was a joke. You'll never know. No, no, that one I know is a joke. You'll never know. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Bane Ambrose, I think you gotta go. I must go. I think you... I have to go back to the doctor and get more flu shots. Okay. All Even right. though in real life, I'm definitely an anti-vaxxer. Okay. All right, Bane Ambrose, thanks for stopping by. <sighs> wow. That was a tough interview. Yeah. That was a tough interview. Notoriously tough interview with that guy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he stopped by, but, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I said all I had to say about Dean, about, uh, Dean Ambrose, Bane Ambrose. I mean, I don't know what's happening there. I, if you like this, if you like where they're going with this, hit me up because I, I, I'm curious <clears throat> about this. Like, um, I will say this. I think that they are. So, like, Dean is Dean. Is he making you want to see Seth Rollins beat him up? See, that's what I'm watching. I'm like, am I getting worked, right? And that's right. what's amazing about professional wrestling. I'm like, am I? And, I? and I don't know if it's my brain that gets so caught up in writing. You know what right. I mean? Like, I, I get, like, you know, like this week I'm watching Bobby Roode come out without the the the, the, the vest, uh, the robe. And I'm like, oh, awesome. They remembered. Right. Like, that's where my brain is. I'm like, oh, that's great. He doesn't have the robe this week. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, I, I I don't know if that's an annoying, like, I don't know, I, I, you know, should I be spending my time doing that? 
I don't know. But I'm like, am I getting worked by it? Because, like, Dean does annoy me. But the thing is this. Here's why I, where I know I'm not getting worked. Is because I keep giving him the benefit of the doubt every week, right? Like my, I when I saw the and I love his song hit and the alarm kept going. There were so many things I loved. I like all the soldiers. They all picked up Rollins, threw him in the ring. He's like, oh, he has this army now of like he's like he's got that. Look, I like all the villains. I like him to have a tinge of Joker, right? And I like that he has that. It's like, oh, he's got these goons now, and they're like, who are they? You know, why do they follow him? But. But ultimately, he does something that's too jokey. Mm -hmm. You know? You saw him. He was just here. But it's like, uh, he literally, that line where he just goes like, you may all be seated. Thank you. It wasn't like, I look at you, yeah. and you all make me want to deteriorate inside. And like, right? Like, he says something that's like, oh, well, do something that makes me laugh. Don't tell me jokes. Right. There's a fine line there. He doesn't do it. He says something that always pulls me out of it. And it always yeah. feels like he's not willing to be vulnerable, right? Yes. Which is what we talked about kind of off air. Like, there's always part of him. It's like he's too cool for school. Same as Sasha. Sasha is 100% too cool for school. And Bailey's just doesn't got it or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like that she's thing. She just doesn't have a lot of charisma. Yeah, it's like you have to be willing to make yourself, if you're going to be a bad guy, and the point is that people don't like you, you have to be willing to do stuff uh, to make yourself look like a fool. Right. And they're not willing to do that because they're confusing themselves and their ego with their character. Right. And I, I think that D Dean had a couple of great dick. There were a couple, he had a couple of nice moments in there, but it was, keep in mind, it was like a 10 minute segment, right. 15 minute segment. A lot of it was all a little meandering, right? There's a lot of like all over the place. And I, there were nice parts of it, but as like, look at when McIntyre did, it was like a cohesive storyline. It was fluid. It was like, we know if Drew, like, you know what you're getting from Drew. Right? With Dean, it's like a little <clears throat> bit like, I don't even know what he's mad at Rollins about. I mean, so I'm angry that the heel turn was so botched, especially for such an important storyline. Yeah. Um, I'm always annoyed when Rollins is not like the top, like up there at the top. I guess he could be. But no, but ultimately that that's what pulls me out of it is that his performance, you know? Right. But he had a couple of great digs on the audience, the whole universe, that you can't take away from him. But he can lean into that. But saying that, like, I'm going to get a disease from you is, like, a character, right? Yeah. That's like a, it's almost like a Woody Allen, like, neurotic thing. Right. right? Like, to be like, you people, like. I'm going to get, get, get a sickness from you. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, to say that, like, that's a big choice. Yeah. So just to pepper it in But it's also, like, it's so cliché. Like it's so, but in the bad way, where right. it's like it's not something that's recognizable. So I get it. It's like a thing where it's like, yeah, oh, I'm a heel, so I say that that this town is yeah. smelly. This writing is awful. The performance is 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 uh is the performance is off, not bad. It's off. Right. Dean Ambrose is a very proficient performer. Yeah, but it's off, and he's not getting the right notes, or he's not taking them, or he's up his own ass to the point where he's like. I'm crazy, so I'm gonna bounce all over. I'm gonna be like genreless or whatever, and it doesn't work for TV. Yeah, and also because crazy, I mean, people who are quote unquote crazy, right? They don't bounce all over. Usually, they're like hyper obsessed or focused with one thing. Right, like it, Drew reads as more crazy to me. Scottish he's psychopath. psychopath. He's like being so caught up in like the locker room. It's like. Dude, like just worry about yourself, yeah. man. Go work at a Models or something. Right, <laughs> like right. And, and, and also, like, it's your advantage. What are you so worried about here or whatever? But 
When, like when you when Drew goes face to face with Brock Lesnar, finally, Oof. you see those two look at each other in the eye. Finally, you've met your match. This guy works as hard as you. Right. You know what I mean? And you have nothing to say. And Drew will just be like, this is the best moment of my life. Finally, somebody at my level. Yeah. He doesn't even have to be like, I'm better than you. Right. He can be like, this is the best challenge ever. I'm so excited to be here. Right. Because this is what I've been asking. I've been, I've been uh, just like uh, uh, demolishing all these peons. Right. To get here, you know, and then you have Drew, who has a storyline where you could put Drew in a, you could put him in a, you could have Drew in a match. He beats up somebody, and then the Rock's music hits, and the Rock comes out, and he's he could say why they should have a match instantly. Yeah, he's like I work harder. Like you want somebody who works as hard as you? Boom. No one works harder than the Rock. Yeah. If you smell. But wouldn't that completely bury Drew? Yeah, but you can you can always lose to The Rock. That's true. <laughs> you can always lose to The Rock is not like losing to Shawn Michaels. Right. Like The Rock is still at the, he's the god he's the god. He yeah. is a god. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Right. Uh it's not even like you can like like it's not it's not even like losing to John Cena. Like losing to John Cena would hurt Drew a lot. But right. you can lose to The Rock. Right. He's The Rock. Because then if it's looming over your head that you're the one guy who has escaped you is the rock. But you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I'm WWE, what I do is I have Drew run through Strowman at some point. Uh-huh. And then I have Brock's music hit. And you have a Brock who's like, he shows up randomly and is like, I finally feel like being here. Because, <laughs> look, look at this guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, that, but, but the point is that whatever, whether they do that or not, I'm able to speculate on where he should go because I know what he's doing. What do I do with Drew? Like uh, with Dean, if you want to put Dean against an, uh, uh, someone, what would, what would what would his problem be? He doesn't want to catch a disease from them. Yeah, or right, or he's the moral compass. What makes him so moral? If his thing is that he thinks he's moral but he's not, then I need to see how he's amoral. Right, which I haven't seen either. I've seen a joke artist. Yeah, a jokey guy. He's crazy. Crazy doesn't work for writing. You can't heighten crazy. Crazy has no rules. Crazy is unfollowable. Right. Right? We know that as improvisers. Dean Ambrose stinks. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a talented guy. Uh, he's a talented guy. He is talented. He's, uh, But he's not really great in the ring to be fucking around on the mic like that. Right. Like, you need to sell me off the mic, you know? Yeah, less is more for sure. And, like, yeah, had he just come out in, like... uh. Because like Drew's called the psychopath, by the way. Yeah. Drew's called the psychopath, but or, or Scottish psychopath, but he's not psychopath. No, but he, he has psychopathic tendencies. He's being he's being a psychopath. But his gimmick isn't I'm psycho. No, he's just that's a nickname. Yeah, because yeah, it's like it, it went the other way where it's like he's so psycho about his gimmick. Right, <laughs> right, and it's like, but it's like it's he's it's show versus tell. Right, like he's showing and Ambrose is telling. Right. Uh, let's go to the cash in and cool down. What do you say? All right. All right. Okay. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> How about it, Jabroniacs? The Patreon on a poll, Pat McSwack. Calling from the home of Heat, Seattle, Washington. Yes, I was there, and I'm still booing Elias. Face <laughs> turned, be damned. Kevin Owens, however, well, he's a great guy. Hey, just uh, wondering, with the high level of entertainment that, like, SmackDown keeps coming off of, should we look at Road Dog a little differently? Like, his career, just 
him as a dude more fondly. Like, is Road Dog rad? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the juke jive jab, that thing is jabroni, it's blech, but his mic skills were dope. Anyways, thanks for the sticker. Um, happy holidays. Cheers up. Cheers up. Thanks for ending on a cheers up. Nothing makes me feel more at home than a nice cheers up to round out a cash in. Uh, remember, if you cash in, say cheers up at the end or you will face very light ridicule. <laughs> very light, very fun, yeah, I mean, light banter, a little, little ridicule. A little but, banter. Uh, so are you saying because uh, Road Dog is like an, uh, the agent of SmackDown, right? right? Actually, what is his role there? Like, I don't know if he's the... He's not like the head writer for SmackDown, is he? I don't know. We I always would, thought he was like an agent. We'd have to get somebody like Matt or somebody. Yeah, to that's a in. little guys. That's a little too smarky for me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm worried about what happens in the ring. But uh, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, is is the Road Dog the the agent or the oh you didn't know? Yeah, you didn't know what my job was. Yo ass, buttock. I don't know. Call somebody you what? know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sorry, I was looking at my notes, but yo, but uh, uh, yeah. uh. uh I mean, sure, why I, not? I guess so. I I, it's, I don't know. I'd have to talk to someone who's on the inside who knows, like, how the writing... I know the writing is split up into shows, but all the big thing, cool things happening on SmackDown, I don't know if that's responsible for Road Dog. Here's I don't my know guess. That. Here's my guess. When uh, all the segments are, like, on little index cards, Road Dog is the one who is like, all right, this, this story is here, this story is here, this story is... He's, like, producing the episode. Right. That's my guess. Yeah, I could uh, forget it. I could call. I could call right now. I can make a call here and find out how much he does. But I gotta tell you, truthfully, no disrespect, bro. And thanks for listening to the show. I don't really care. You know, like not to be an idiot, but like an asshole. But like, uh, listen, the cool thing when I think about SmackDown, what I think it's cool is that Daniel Bryan's the heel champion. Right. Uh, I think that they made some cool choices over there. If he's responsible, that's awesome. But, um, I want to yeah. say this too. Like, if if Raw has uh. If what they've done is, I don't know if what they if they're done if they've done this on purpose or it's just an incidental vibe. Roman leaves, and it seems like all the bad guys take over because Roman's gone. Like we talked about this when Roman left right. about how the kind of the Empire Strikes yeah. Back kind of situation. And I don't know if they're doing that on purpose or what. But if they are, then then I think we need to give them credit for that. And I think right. if you look at like Raw, like the A the A storyline, the Drew storyline, right. Is has been great, like the Drew, uh, um, uh, Strowman, like that whole strata of guys has been great for uh, uh, several weeks in a row. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that if that if they did it on purpose, that's it's awesome and it's uh, I think helps frame what's happening on Raw. Yeah, I mean, is Ziggler gonna go face? Is Ziggler face right now? I guess after this, like I don't know if he's a full-on babyface after this, but we'll see. I, I'd be really interested in seeing Ziggler uh, be a babyface on and this level of of Raw. You know, I mean, I, uh, what does that open him up to match-wise? I'm not exactly sure, but I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like he, uh, coming off the Drew split, he right. could win if he goes face. But we'll, we'll see. We'll have to see where that goes. Did you know this guy, Morgan Waller? They showed this guy. He's this. He's like I don't know what he's doing, but he's like this country singer who like they were like this guy. Oh yeah, dude. I don't know shit about country music. I yeah. know that uh, I'm not that nice to it. I know like our listeners. I'm sure a bunch of them like it. Yeah. Uh, it's not my bag. Uh, you guys know I'm all about tripping billies. Right. Uh, it's not my bag. There are some country songs that I like a lot. 
Um, there because are, you got to, I mean, like, this is what everybody says, right? But you have to, like, you got to listen to the good stuff. Right. You got to listen to John Prine and, and uh, uh, Towns Van Zandt and, like, Guy Clark and, like, good stuff. Not. Oh, I like Hank Williams Sr. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I've heard a couple of his songs. I, I like the I like the country stuff where it sounds like it's going to be playing in like it's old and it sound like playing in like the back of a bar in like a Tarantino movie like, or something like, know, like country western. Yeah, I don't like like uh, new country music. I think is sucks. <sighs> yeah, I mean I, I, I get my flat forty seven <clears throat> on my bed I'm drive and I keep on trucking with my mama. Line. It's like all the same. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's always same just like thing. I love Jesus. And my bear. Yeah. <laughs> like every. I, Although I will say, every single song I listen to in like metal sounds exactly the same. Yeah. So it, I, I get it. I get it. We recognize it's unfair. But it is. It, country has this weird thing where if you don't listen to it at all and you pop in, it's astonishing. Right. It's like watching wrestling. <laughs> it's like turning. If you flip through the channel, yeah. you're not a, and you just turn on Raw and you see what's going on. It, you're like flabbergasted. You're yeah. like, how is this? Like I remember when the first, like it was like she thinks my tractor sexy or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, that is, like, jarring for me to hear, but I bet if I was part of country, I would understand that, like, it's kind of, like, funny. It's kind right. of, like, taking country a little lighter if you're involved in the universe of it. Right. You know? Um, and you guys know I respect universe. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, I'm deep in the country music universe. That's what I was talking about my wife, and I, was, I actually wrote this down as a joke premise. I don't know, but my wife doesn't care about the con- – she doesn't care about universe. Right. She's not into, like, universe. <laughs> But, like, I'm trying to tell her that she is. Because I'm like, Sex in the City is a universe. Like, those people, it's not a grounded show. Right. It lives in the rules of Sex in the City. Right. Like, that's her favorite show ever. You know what I mean? Right. You st- you adjust to the tone and whatever. It's this, it's almost the same thing as wrestling, where it's like, or like, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you I'm say? Just thinking, I'm just thinking of Sex in the City being the same as wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Everybody's got one ball. They're a in stable. Pro they're a stable. Right? Absolutely, they're stable. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. They're stable. So, Sex City. They're stable of strong women. Right. In the middle of a women's revolution. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. Um. So. Uh, uh. Uh. But this guy, they show him. So I'm saying, I'm not really disrespecting. You, you dig what you dig what you dig, man. You right. got to where. I always said there's that one line in Boogie Nights, with Don Cheadle. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 dressed like a cowboy or whatever. You know, what he, he's going through like he's dressed Phases. like Rick James, the yeah. cowboy. It's like very right, and he goes up to uh, Luis Guzman, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, is this?" A, he's like clearly self conscious. One of my favorite performances is Don <coughs> Cheadle in Boogie Nights. Yeah, I just watched it recently, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's just like because he's so you would just see he's like. He wants to express himself, but he's not fully there to do it. It's like a his first day as being a goth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the whole movie. <laughs> like, he, he literally... First day as a goth, by the way, the name of my debut album. <laughs> <laughs> first day as a goth. Uh, one day deep as a goth. Uh, but, uh, and then he says, he's like, kind of like, yo, what do you think of this? And he just goes, yo, where would you dig? Yeah. And it, like, sets him at ease, you know? I, I don't know why that moment stuck with me where you're just like, we need to speak to people like this. Yeah. Where would you dig, man? Yeah. I need to tell you that the music you like is fucking terrible. And also, if I say I don't like it, you also shouldn't be so offended. Right. It's like two <laughs> ways, right? Right. It's like, what does it matter? It's like uh, music is personal. It moves you, whatever. That's why I try not to be professional wrestling. I like... I, I'd be like, yo, you like it? All right, cool. You don't like it. I, I'm not going around convincing people to like pro wrestling. Right. 
You know the, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my stand-up special coming out is like, if you were interested in it, check it out. If you like Marks, but it's designed for people who already enjoy this great thing to be like, oh, well, I enjoy this. And also, I think you'll think it's funny regardless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, so yeah, where would you dig? Yeah. But this country guy, here's my point, is the guy has like a little like shit mustache and like mm-hmm. goatee. Like a Beavis haircut, mm-hmm. and he's wearing like a Larry the Cable Guy cutoff. Yeah, and you're like, is this his actual look, or is he like making fun of country music? <laughs> like yeah. he, he's dressed. It looks like he's kayfabe trash. Right, trash. I think. Trash. I think it's probably the way. It's probably it's the 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 record. So look, I. And why can't wrestling get a better talent than this guy? I did. I mean, come on. They get some of the worst <laughs> B-list, D-list. Uh, I did some work around a uh, a certain record company. I don't want to put it on blast. Drive through records. So that I was they don't, that I, I was listening in on their conversations. But a high level of curation goes into the way that their artists uh, present themselves in public. So I guarantee you, he didn't dress himself. Depending on how like how big of an artist he actually is, yeah. But if he's being featured front row WWE, he probably at least has like a record deal with a major right. label. That yeah, they dressed him. Yeah, yeah. But he might have been doing it to be like funny. Also, it might be like kind of part of his gimmick. No, no. I think he probably was. Like, anyway, he K- probably thought he looked great. Yeah. But they definitely dressed him. Whatever. I, we're spending too much time on this idiot. Yeah. Where would you? What's dig? his name? Chris Morrow's. His know. name's Morgan Waller. Oh, okay. Check it out. <laughs> They're playing a song in the back, and it's that like new age country yeah. that's fucking horrible. It's like so <laughs> overly produced. You need to check out this song. Uh, this is for everybody listening. Just look up the song. Um, uh, parked, uh, parked out by the lake. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a country song that perfectly encapsulates. Modern country. Parked by the lake. Parked out by the lake. I've been fishing all morning. I'm going to play it for you after this episode. I've been fishing all day. (laughs) I jump into my pickup. See, I don't mind this. This is not bad, right? No. But but why am I able to be so good at it? (laughs) Because you're you're a country boy. Yeah, we gotta get. Uh, yeah, actually, I think Howard does this. I think Howard Stern does this. <laughs> Just remembering. All right, guys. Uh, but uh, uh, I think he, he sings country songs. But anyway. But yeah. But I guess we're all able to do it. Yeah. Do, yo, improvise a country song. All right. Uh, I got my pickup truck and a keg out back. Gonna have me a big fat stack of pancakes. Cause it's Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> I also don't want. I'm not. Pancake I'm, Tuesday. Pancake. Come Tuesday. on down, to IHOP. Yeah, right. I don't All want. Right. I also. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I mean, I'm not uh, trafficking in like class tourism. I've been notoriously ridiculed here. for my music taste my entire life, so yeah, it's all well, good. Should, it's garbage. Anyway. Um, I love. I, there is country music that I adore, so okay. I'm not making fun of it or the people that listen to it. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say one last thing. I wanted to get one 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 thing by you, um, and then we'll get and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Okay, everybody enjoy SmackDown this week. Hold on, let's get into it for a second. All right, baby, I had to wash the country off of me. Um, uh, 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 is uh, so okay. What I. When I was, uh, this Drew McIntyre promo really did a lot for me. I wonder if you guys thought it was sucked. I, w- I would like to know that. I I, I would like to know if it, I thought it, I, if if you guys thought it was so good because I didn't see a lot of posts on the 
Like I, I would expect to see in the in the Facebook page a lot of people just being like. Drew nailed it this week, but I didn't see a lot of that. But I was at stand-up shows last night, so I didn't follow the live thread. So that always messes with my uh, um, posts. By the way, Lull Times Daddy, our Facebook group, and we had over 800 comments uh, yeah. in the thread. I, mean, uh, I, I always, whenever uh, this this ties to that, whenever WWE is like uh, uh, Survivor Series was the most social show on television with this many comments and this many retweets, it's like, yeah, that means people aren't watching the show. Right. It's a weird brag. So well, uh, this is like a very social episode of Raw. Oh yeah, because they're they're too they're too hooked to the phone. Right. Yeah. But um, okay. So, do you think Tommaso Ciampa is nailing it in NXT? You could say yes. By the way, I, I'm trapping you into a corner because uh, I'm saying like I watched. I was watching a little. What happened was is that, she, um, uh, who posted it? Shebs or Hassan? I think Hassan posted uh, in the Facebook page an old promo of Tommaso Ciampa, and it was like from 2005, and it's him, it's him being the he's the uh, lawyer. Oh, from the Undertaker. Yeah, with yeah. the Undertaker. Yeah, and, he, and he's kind of promo, and the promo's pretty good. Yeah. Like, do you? Th- I, and I'm thinking about Tommaso Ciampa's run as a heel right now, and I'm digging it. I'm thinking about NXT, and I, I'd have to go back. But do you think he's re- he would be ready to come up like this? Like, I think NXT lends itself to too much. It's my feeling is that there's too much generic bad guy work yeah. happening <laughs> down in NXT. Yeah. Where it's like, I like the I like that he's like in kind of like a shipping crate a lot. And he like grabs the camera. I like that quick movement. But ultimately, he's just being like a villain. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was ultimately like when he gave, finally gave him a song. And he's, his song was like, is still like, it's just like kind of a generic rock song. Yeah. And you're like, shouldn't they find out a way to make him, when he comes up, he's not going to be able to, he's going to be less than Drew talking shit in that way, right? And like, I'm just the best or whatever. Or like, it needs some specificity. Like, there has to be a, like somewhere between Dean Ambrose where it's like too kooky mm-hmm. and between like Drew where he needs something more. So is I guess what I'm saying is do you, what what do you think on that? I think uh what I would be worried about is the fact that he a lot of the heat that he has comes from the fact that he turned on Johnny Gargano and uh now that they're kind of turning Johnny Gargano right uh and DIY back together. Yeah, that so that so that sort of takes why did we hate Tommaso Ciampa? It's because he broke up DIY and he attacked Johnny. Now that they're back together or getting back together then that goes away. I want to see how he performs Without that kind of heat, uh, but also I think that um, uh, something he can do is to be his obsession with the belt and the title is almost like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, right? Where it's like his, love it's, that. It's, it's his, precious? yeah, it's his precious, it's his Goldie, and so it's like he is almost like in a romantic infatuation with the belt, right? So I think that can be enough for somebody like him because he's kind of weaselly, but he's jacked. And uh, so if they kind of go that direction, he'll probably be able to sustain himself. But he needs to figure out how to do it without it just being because he turned on Johnny Garbanzo. Right. Right. I guess what I'm saying is that I know for a fact I'm positive you could argue with me that the answer I'm saying the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm saying, should it start now or because it's centered by Gargano, similar to like why I don't like Charlotte being peel also because I think Becky's face run is kind of tied to that, although you can argue that it's been transferred over to Rousey, right. which makes it more uh, important, you know. Um, uh, 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 uh. So, but, but should they figure him out a little more now? 
Um, or is he not coming up? That's the other thing. Is like these guys are like NXT's a great brand, but that's a work, right? Like yeah. it's always development. They want to come up. It's more money. They right. want to make more money. You want more people to see what you're doing, right? You might be happy there, but part of what makes you happy in NXT is that you know it's still places to grow. Yeah, which is like, I'm sure there's some guys that are there. I think Chris Hero is there, and he's like, I'm just staying here, and right. he's fine with that because he's training too. But Tommaso Ciampa, you don't get in that kind of shape to stay in Florida, right? Right, right. All right. Well, anyway, I think that'll do it for this pod. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think good. What do you th- Oh, I think the soundboard died. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think... Uh, 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 uh. All right. Anyway, hey, it's too late. All right, guys. Remember, hey, thanks for listening to the, the pod this week. Uh, remember, SmackDown. Uh, I'm going to be covering all the major things on SmackDown on the Facebook page. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not on the Facebook group, you're not experiencing the full 4D, go to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast facebook group and to be honest if you're just on the facebook group and listen to the podcast you're not experiencing the full 4d anyway you might be at like i don't know 3.4 or something because you got to check out our patreon patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling it's a place where you just donate a couple bucks and you get rewards and you get more content of the show right now we have a our full archive archive of bonus uh, episodes we dissect a shit ton of rest movies with professional wrestlers in it um by the way just to clarify you do not have to watch you do not have to watch these movies to uh, listen to these episodes. I think a lot of these movies are funny because they're like low-budget WWE films, yeah. and they're funny for us to dissect, and they have wrestlers in them. So we watch them for you. You can gauge if you want to watch it. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts where I don't know the movies. Uh, so I think that... Um, yeah, it's not a prerequisite. It's not a prerequisite at all. Check that out, patreon.com. wrestling. If you're listening to this podcast every week and you're not supporting it, then you're a jabroni. Uh, no, thanks for listening to the podcast. I get it. Uh, not everyone has it. But the, you can support this podcast by remembering to rate and subscribe yeah. on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. That helps a bunch. Grab If you don't have an iPhone, grab everyone in your family's phones and just hit five. It's literally just you just hit the, fo- the star. We have, I know podcasts with way less listeners that have more reviews than us because they push it a lot. So I'm going to start pushing that a little bit. Just go on there and do it. It'll help us a lot. It helps us get higher up in the rankings and the pages, and um, I really appreciate it. Just grab any phone. You want to see somebody? Hey, can I borrow your phone? Go look to a stranger. Can I borrow your iPhone right now? Go subscribe, rate, subscribe. It won't matter. Specifically, grab grab a baby boomer's phone. Yeah, they don't know anything about this thing. Yeah, while Just you're on, <laughs> while you're on there, delete Facebook and delete Twitter from their fucking phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, cool. And uh, <laughs> this Christmas, anyone over. 58, get their phones, delete all social media from it. Maybe just break the phone in half. Right. Now, also, I want to say that uh, I've sent out stickers as special holiday treats to all the patrons, all the patrons of this podcast. So if you didn't get a sticker, it could be for one of two reasons, okay? Because I was getting a bunch of messages, so I got to clarify it here. Uh, It could be you didn't put your address in Patreon when you signed up. You got to put that in, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Put your address in there. It should be pretty simple from what I've been hearing. Or something went wrong when they were trying to credit charge your card, and then it drops you from Patreon, so I can't even see that you're a patron, so I won't have your information. So go in there, check that your information is current, and then I have your address quickly, and um, I'm going to be doing a second round of stickers. I'm going to send them out uh, um, end of this week. Okay? Cool. The hoodies are going out this week. Make sure when you get your hoodie, post pics 
of it. If you want a hoodie, uh, limited edition cow heavyweight title hoodie, limited edition. If you want one, hit me up, DM me. I actually just got a message while I'm sitting here right now about someone who wants one. So they are going. There are only a limited amount, okay? We have limited resources here. I can't lay out a, a million dollars of cash to buy a bunch of hoodies. I can only get the amount we have in our budget, Okay. Cool. Remember, the 9 to 5 cow 8-hour episode that you guys earned comes out. By the way, for new listeners, these are a lot of announcements because you guys earned... You guys earned all these rewards. This uh, is your fault. This is your, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it coming. But uh, this is this is a reward. So the 9 to 5 8-hour episode <clears throat> will be recorded on Monday. I'll announce the date that it'll come out for patrons. It'll come out for patrons at all levels. I think we can call this... An eight-hour event. An eight-hour event? Yeah, instead of an episode. A global eight-hour event? It is not just an episode. And this it's a is, global eight-hour event, yeah, right? It's a global eight-hour event. Right. Uh, <laughs> and remember that the stickers, I will be shipping those stickers internationally. So if you're international, put your address in there. Uh, it's annoying. It costs a lot, but it's okay. I respect <laughs> you guys. I love uh, I love hearing from you guys. So, um, yeah, but that will be recorded on Monday. Remember, the cash in line. So you can leave us a voicemail on there. Think about something you want to say to us. We got time there. We're not recapping the week. We're talking about wrestling in general. It's more of an evergreen kind of an episode. Uh, we're going to be getting kind of like deep, really thinking about it. We really have a lot of time to sink our teeth in. We're going to have a lot of minds in the room from all walks of life, people I respect. So think about what you want to say. Do you have a question for us about wrestling? Do you have a thought about professional wrestling? Specific wrestlers, a wrestler that you didn't get, you didn't know why we get into them. Let's talk about it. A wrestler you love that you think is underrated, a wrestler you think is insanely overrated. Let's talk about that. Moments in professional wrestling that you think people didn't acknowledge or people over acknowledged, or matches that you loved. Send us anything. Be a part of this discussion, okay? You just leave us a voicemail. The number is 316 789 6006. 316 789-6006. You'll hear a prompt from me that'll tell you it's the 9 to 5 app. Uh, and it's a separate line from our cash-in line. Cool. Um, <clears throat> if you want to mail us, email us a sound cue, like you don't want to leave a voicemail, you want to send us a file, send it to comediansofwrestling at gmail.com. <clears throat> comediansofwrestling at gmail.com. Be a part of this episode. We have so much time, so you probably will be played. We already have, I think, like four or five of these, so let's get more. Uh, this is the last episode before we were normal episode the, before we record it. It's the, what do they call it? The go-home show? This is the go-home pod. This is the go-home cow app before the 9 to 5 app, which I still, I, I mean, <laughs> I still can't believe we're yeah, doing. Just slightly longer than WrestleMania. Yeah. Just slightly. <laughs> just slightly longer. Um, cool. Anyway, uh, we, a bonus episode is coming out uh, later this week. So if you go on the Patreon, you're like, it didn't load up. We're going to have a movie dissection of uh, Santa with Muscles, is it called? Yeah. <laughs> with Hulk Hogan. That'll be coming up. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Uh, that'll be going up late Thursday, early Friday. And uh, I'm going to be headed to New York tomorrow and uh, deal with. Deal, the... Due to my lawyer, <laughs> I'm going to deal with. Uh, I'm going to have to go see if I can. If Adam Letterman will answer my... He hasn't answered my email. I texted him also. Hopefully, I'll be able to meet up with him and uh, sort this thing out. So, the sponsor thing. So, anyway. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. And, uh, man, the announcements are rolling this week. Hey, everybody. 
Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Remember, we're grassroots. We need all the support. Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.